but no, but it says, uh, you know, pretty much to, to this point, I won't get into, we'll put the link in the, uh, in the chat, but uh, basically just saying that an additional 3.5 million homes um, need to be built by 2030 to, to solve the housing supply issue. So. You're listening to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast with your hosts, Paul Stevenson, David Warren, and Greg Campbell. Let's see what's going on in the world of real estate today. Yes, we are back. We're all here. We're all home. Go time. The Auto Real Estate Podcast. My name is Paul Stevenson. I'm here with Greg Campbell. Here with David Warren. Greg, you're rocking the earphones with me today. Sarah, I like it. Yeah, I'm here. Jeez. <laughs> I just I just got notification on my phone that someone was trying to log into our YouTube account on Windows device. Is it you? That was me. Yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> trying to find our winner for our uh, 100th episode <laughs> challenge. I was trying, like contest, whatever we call it. So we had uh, we had a lot of people kind of submitting, asking for dinner with Toe Rep, and uh, I'm just going to announce that the uh, the winner, which was chosen this morning, is M Lebrec. You know what? That's too that's too obvious. It's Michael L. So uh, that is the winner, Michael L. <laughs> Amazing! Congratulations. Bad Simpsons reference. Uh, so we're back. We've all been kind of uh, out and about. Greg, I know you had a busy weekend, two weddings and uh, the agency <laughs> Ottawa launch and things have been uh, things have been buzzing. But uh, what's what's new with you gentlemen? <laughs> uh, yeah, I had a crazy week. I had um, we were in Toronto. Max and I went to Toronto for the agency launch party down there. And then uh, they had the launch in the in the Okan well, in the Okanagan in the Muskoka's. Um, for that group of um, of offices, Muskoka, Burlington, Brampton, uh, Oakville, and um, then we had our Ottawa party on Thursday, which was insane. Uh, big party at RE Residence or RE Residence at 101 Queen Street, where we just listed the three top penthouses, uh, which are wild. And we'll share the uh, we can share a video another time once it's all done. Then we went to Joanne Sussex to have an after party, which was obviously ridiculous. I got on the decks for a while with Elon, and um, and then Saturday I had my uh, my friend Ryan's Ryan and Audrey's wedding. So yes, it was one of those weeks for me. It was a uh, full full bore. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. I saw some of the photos of the uh, of the launch party in Ottawa. looked looked fantastic. You guys did a good job. Uh, setting everything up i saw the, even the elevators yeah. uh, branded and the stairs going in the whole nine yeah looked great. It, was, it was really cool thanks i didn't uh it's it's funny you know you're at these things and you think oh i'll get lots of pictures i got zero i didn't take any <laughs> i was just i was just doing stuff you know talking to people didn't even uh, didn't even do it but that's what it's that's what's important though is talking to the people you don't need to be taking photos and posting all the time you know shaking hands and kissing babies <clears throat> Yeah, <laughs> you kissing, kissing hands and shaking babies. <laughs> when when did you get back, Dave? Uh, a week ago, Saturday, oh, okay. and then uh, and then we were actually in Montreal. We had we had uh, tickets to the Killers this past weekend in Montreal. So oh, we, nice. uh, we came in and we were back out, but it was uh, it was a great show. So nice to be back in Montreal. I'm I'm back home for a while now. I need I need recovery. Yeah, recovery time. <laughs> it's a recovery week for sure. Yeah, <laughs> and Paul's back from Columbia. We're the the gang is back. The gang is back. We're back. <laughs> We're back. I also don't plan to go anywhere for a while. I need uh, need to get back into a routine here. Uh, 
nice to travel, but it's always nicer to come back home, sleep in your own bed, and uh, hopefully have a routine. So we had basically no show last week. We uh, we had uh, you know a couple things. I know Steve Steve was handling some business, and we were kind of uh, on the go, and there was some miscommunications on timing and so on. So we're back this week. We got a lot to catch up on. Um, we will reach out to Michael about the dinner. So congratulations to Michael on winning that hundredth episode. You guys did the one hundred and one. I wasn't there. One hundred and two today. A couple things happening that are. We've kind of been alluding to over the last few months, but uh, saw an article recently in CTV uh, that was stating that uh, the major Canadian cities are facing a housing supply crisis. Gentlemen, imagine that. Still a, still a supply issue. Um, so this was a, there was a report done uh, by REMAX Canada that looked at all the active listings uh, from July of 2012 and then July of 2022 in kind of the eight major cities and they uh, basically determined that, uh, you know, because of, I guess, different uh, population growth, household formations, uh, they played a significant role in depleting inventory levels. And they said this is kind of creating uh, mini boom and bust cycles, as we've seen over the last couple of years. I actually, uh, for anyone who's interested, I actually just released an article specific to this CTV uh, finding, uh, if you go to paulstevenson.ca, I have it on the blog there on my LinkedIn, uh, and just kind of talking about how on the show we've been saying that, you know, there's going to be a supply issue. I heard you guys actually, uh, I wouldn't say throwing me under the bus, but certainly putting on my plate that this is my prediction for the fall in case it doesn't happen uh, last episode. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, I do, we didn't, didn't want to steal your glory. We didn't want to steal your glory, <laughs> yes. Paul. That's we were true. throwing it on you. No buses. No buses. Yeah, so I think that was uh, Paul's prediction. Uh, <laughs> but no, but it says, uh, you know, pretty much to, to this point, I won't get into, we'll put the link in the uh, in the chat, but uh, basically just saying that an additional 3.5 million homes um, need to be built by 2030 to, to solve the housing supply issue. So I think something that's important is that because a lot of people and we get it all the time in comments of, you know, there's people last week even of, you know, us talking about bull market or that we apparently can control the uh, Ottawa and Ontario and Canadian housing uh, market. World market. Um, yeah, the world market. But, uh, but you know, some people would say that this article was written by Remax. So, of course, they're going to say maybe that, you know, there's a shout uh, housing crisis or anything like that. This three and a half million homes uh, that were short is actually in a report by, the, by CMHC. So Crown Corporation, Canadian Mortgage and Housing Corporation is the one that outlined that we're short, that we're going to need an additional $3.5 million a million homes uh, by 2030, which isn't very far away. That's, that's eight years away, uh, less than. So this, it really it is like, you know, things that we've been talking about that are contributing to this. Um, and it's not just uh, us on Torp saying it. Or, or just people in, or just, or just realtors or mortgage agents just talking about it. Do we have, do we have a stat for how many homes are built across Canada annually? Because there are numbers. Um, I've never even thought of that until just now. Like, well, it's not five hundred thousand. Let's put no, it that way. I, that's why I'm asking. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's the uh, yeah the new housing startups. I I don't know the exact number, but um, yeah, it's definitely not anywhere near that figure needed the the last paragraph is what really uh hit home for me it, it, this is exactly what dave's been saying it says the trouble is that housing development is a slow process and experience tells us the only thing slower might be government processes 
Uh, it says removing barriers and cutting red tape is necessary. A crisis is looming, but the outcome is not cast in stone. There's a short runway to reverse course before the impacts become very real for Canadian homebuyers and renters. So yeah, it's 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 going to be an ongoing issue. I mean, right now we're uh, things have tamed a bit as far as inflation goes. Obviously, with the recent rate hikes again, uh, you know, we've seen. I don't know what inflation's at. I have to imagine it's probably sitting seven. around seven. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Last week's figure was seven. Uh, so that's down from I think eight point one was was the peak. And we've seen you know even locally gas prices have come down a bit. Things are are kind of balancing out, but. Uh, I heard on the radio this morning, listening to the radio, uh, I heard on the radio this morning that uh, the average household income you need is about 130, 130 to 135,000 to qualify for the average home price in Ottawa. And I know we've been kind of talking to that, but it seems like a very relevant stat considering all these things. And uh, Stephen Hopkins says about 286,000 new homes are currently built each year, according to 2021 data from the CMHC. So they have to double that to get on par with what they think would help solve the housing supply issue by 2030. And it'll never happen. One thing that they did, at least in Ontario, uh, a change that was made by the provincial government is uh, giving mayors in, uh, and I think mm -hmm. it was just Ottawa and Toronto, uh, recently when it comes to red tape with building, uh, that a lot of times there's a lot of cogs in the wheel of, you know, um, different councillors or different departments kind of slowing things down or creating unnecessary barriers. And so they brought in uh, a new <clears throat> a new rule that gives kind of additional powers to the mayors. Uh, and really, they've only assigned it to Toronto and Ottawa that they can uh, move things ahead. So as long as it's not uh, interfering with, you know, certain major parameters, but uh, that they can basically expedite uh, housing startups and really it's it's focused solely on on housing because they realize that um after a study that the provincial government did that there are so many so much red tape unnecessary red tape that is slowing this down and, and causing for this backlog so it'll be interesting to see how that rolls out especially uh that the the leading mayoral candidate for ottawa uh is against it and so <laughs> um about having those additional powers um for moving housing startups. So it'll be interesting to see how that actually changes anything. Um, or what My understanding reaction, is that um, municipal elections, they can't run in a deficit, right? Like they can't run, basically they can't run us into a deficit. Like they can't Correct. propose things that are going to, they can't just create money like the federal government does. Yeah. I yeah. think they're, yeah. <laughs> yeah. To that. They still, they still print it. They still yeah. print it. <laughs> Monopoly well, money. Transpo wouldn't be running at a deficit of, you know, 30 <laughs> yeah. million or whatever the heck it is annually. Um, but that's here and over there. Long story short, yeah, so create the Ottawa market or drive prices. Uh, we are not fully, we're not always bullish on the market, but, uh, you know. Imagine if are, you had that influence. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Frig, wouldn't that be amazing? Uh, yeah. But the... <laughs> Yeah, I know that the, the comments from these from these guys on that that uh, last episode were pretty funny. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. But but this is all to say that there are you know even crown corporations, government identifying that this is that there is a lack of supply. Yes, there are houses sitting on the market right now. But to Greg's reply to one of the commenters last week was is that a lot of those properties aren't presentable. They're priced incorrectly. Um, yes, the market is a little bit slower because of interest rates being up. But mm -hmm. that's solely right now due to interest rates being up, and that's driving the rental market. And the rental market, 
uh, is, you know, prices are being driven up there as far as, you know, demanding uh, higher rents than, than ever before. <clears throat> um, because people are just sitting on the sidelines waiting for the magical prices to be low and interest rates to be low. Um, so we'll see how that changes as we move forward. Yeah. And, and speaking to that, the other thing I wanted to say is that um, we received, I've received a, a link, actually an email, uh, an article, excuse me, right before we came online from Canadian Mortgage Trends that was saying that the the big banks have hiked their short-term fixed money because of exactly what we've been saying is that everyone was going variable, variable rates started to go up pretty dramatically. Uh, so the advice by us and, and most advisors I would imagine is to kind of take short-term fixed or stick with the variable so you can break it. But short-term fixed, somewhere between one and three years. And in the last, I think it said from March to July, um, the short-term fixed rates have gone up 40%. Now that's obviously uh, fixed rates have got like five years have gone up as well. Um, but it's because of the fact that a lot of people are going into the short-term fixed terms. So, you know, the banks are obviously uh, on top of that and that has prompted them to increase the short-term fixed rates. Um, and yeah, I just found that interesting because it's, uh, you know, you can... You can try to navigate the waters, but, uh, you know, the, the gods who hold, who raise the, uh, the water levels, uh, are still in control, you know? Yeah. There, and, and to your point of the short-term money, I mean, there's articles in the global mail this weekend commenting that, uh, based on where the equities market is, has been going this past week and, uh, everything drawing out there, inflation still, it's coming down, but still being so high. Uh, and the war in Ukraine continuing. So, you know, as far as oil prices and, uh, and all that still can maintain high that Canada will hit a, uh, a recession by the end of this year. And it's, and it was talking about, uh, a, a, not a, not a dramatic recession, but, you know, continuing through 2023. Um, and again, I think that speaks to how others are feeling about the market when they're looking at short-term money. Um, and, and, you know, and looking at that, those short-term rates, you know, I think, I think when you're looking at your, you know, we've said it before, but when you're looking at uh, a mortgage, you know, look at it that you're buying this house for, you know, 25 years, 30 years, you know, a lot, you know, not just this short five year window, uh, look at other impacts that are driving those rates and, and look at the historical trends of, of prime, um, of where the fix are and, you know, look at that short term, uh, even if the rates are equal to the five year it might still be worthwhile looking at that two and three year based on us, you know, all the economists talking about us going to recession where historically they have to then start lowering rates in order to drive, uh, drive spending. So, yeah, I put, I put this in the, the article that I wrote, but when I was in Columbia, I kind of did some research on um, the mortgage market there and they, uh, their average interest rate is 12%. So mm -hmm. our, uh, our five doesn't seem so bad. 12% <laughs> and, 12%. and, and people still buy homes, I'm sure. They do. It, surprise, surprise. A friend of mine uh, who lives in Bermuda contacted me about six months ago, seeing if I could help him with a mortgage. He lives there uh, because their regular rates, and this is when our rates were 2%, their regular rates are 8 and 9% in Bermuda. Houses are in the millions. Obviously, it's a financial, uh, you know, an island built on, on finance, but still rates around the world are significantly higher than here in Canada and, and the U S is typically two, two and 3% higher than Canada. Even we're very fortunate as far as what our interest rates, uh, 
uh, are compared to international markets. Mm -hmm. So getting back to local, I know, uh, you know, Greg, I think you touched on the last show. I know, again, I wasn't on, but uh, I have heard from other realtors as well that there is many more, I would say many more because there was none for a while, uh, but many more uh, multiple offer situations. Now, I'm not saying they're going for, you know, 40% over asking, but that there are more people looking at the same homes. Is that just on select kind of pristine? Is it like an anomaly on certain homes? Or is this on the multitude of homes that are listed right now? Are we seeing less listings? So I lost one last week. I lost a multiple offer. Uh, There was three offers. It was listed at 399. It was a condo townhome in Orleans. It needed, I think it needed about 75,000 put into it to bring it up to where it should be. Um, you know, because the the nicer ones have been selling around 460, 465, 470. Um, but this one was 399. We went in, we didn't get it. I don't know what it sold for yet because it was a con- multiple offers with conditions. Ironically, we had no conditions. We still lost it though because you just weren't high enough. They wanted the money. So, yeah. So, I mean, you know, a, a lot of the times it could be that, but when you see something that's that much less, I think it was priced perfect for the market right now. Uh, so they got offers, you know what I mean? There's still a lot of homes just sitting, uh, doing nothing, reducing prices. And then there's ones coming along that are priced right. And they're selling quickly. Like I got some quick stats, average days on market for, for, Ironically, for both active, conditional, and sold right now is averaging about 35 days, uh, which I thought was interesting. But what I am seeing is that, you know, the active prices um, is higher than the conditional sales. And the conditional sales price right now is higher than the most recent solds in some markets. So, like, for example, in Orleans, we've got a 657 average. And this is all all styles of property, 657K average, 600K is the average for the conditionally solds, 587 is the average of the 33 that sold in the last seven days. So that's that's quite a difference. That's quite a difference. And that could just be a couple of random ones. Like I said, I didn't, uh, you know, I wasn't trying to get too, to break it down too much. That's the average, which, you know, is what most people base their opinions on anyways. Um, and it's similar in Canada. Lots of active listings, though. They're coming out all the time, but there is way, there's more selling now. People are way more active than they were over the last few weeks. So from I, the, from the number of transactions, sales transactions, not new listings, but number of sales transactions, um, what sort of percentage increase would you say like this past week versus a month ago, like versus August? Like, do you, do you are, are sales up like a significant portion, you know, 20%, 50, 100, five? Um, that's an interesting question. I think we'd be, I think we'd be up, uh, like month over month. Mm-hmm. I th- I'd say we're up at least 10%, if not more than that, maybe even 20. I'm just yeah. trying to be conservative here. Um, I mean, it could be even more than that because August yeah. was like the slowest ever basically. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so I like, you know, so yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if it was even as high as 30, but I'm just looking at the numbers like, you know, in August, I'd look, I'd look at a, I'd look at the chart and you'd see maybe like five sold in a week. Well, this, you know, Orleans last week, 33 sold, Canada, 36 sold. So, you know, that's a pretty big, that's a pretty big jump. 
So the, have you? I, I noticed you said that the majority of the homes that aren't selling, there's a lot of you're seeing a lot of price reductions. Is that? Is it just people are just stuck in the past thinking that the home's worth more? I mean, they have to be going in with comparables and and kind of you know you would assume knowing what the home is valued at. Are they just over ambitious, or is it just a matter of? Uh, like poor advice like what what's happening why are the homes being listed so high well, it's you know it's a little bit of both um it's a little bit about it's a little bit about the seller um wanting more than the home is worth um maybe the you know the agents kind of agreeing with that for a bit and then just as long as they agree to do a, do a reduction when it doesn't sell uh like i'm looking right now where am i here my back in i'm in canada like I got in the last seven days, like last seven days, I got about 30 price reductions in Canada. It's a lot. 30 price reductions. And interestingly enough, all the homes that sold here, we're at about a 96% list price to sales price ratio, um, which is, you know, that's great. I think mm -hmm. that's still great depending on, you know, what you're expecting. But there's a lot of properties that aren't getting any showing still. The ones that are <clears throat> a little high are the ones that just um, don't look that nice. A lot of them aren't getting showings and they're getting mm -hmm. reductions. Like, I, 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 I'll be honest, I got a listing right now. We have our first showing today. It's been on for a week. Mm. You know? <clears throat> and it's I a think, great house, but that's, that's just one of those things that happens. Time I think time. now is a great time for people to... I know if we haven't talked about this actually probably in some time, but the... Um, the purchase plus program like there's still a lot of homes now that are kind of have redu been reduced in price and i think they get overlooked just because of you know maybe a dated kitchen or washrooms are old they got the you know the beige colored sinks and so on um or the maybe the powder blue uh toilet mm -hmm. you know um but uh but yeah though there are programs that uh that can be used through the insurers uh that allow you money to actually upgrade the, the value of the property, kind of do some renovations and, and have that wrapped right into the mortgage. So if that's something that, uh, you know, if you're looking at a property and you're thinking, hold on, this is the perfect home, except for the old kitchen and, and washroom or flooring or whatever, if there's just one or two things that you think need to be updated, there are ways that you can actually have that renovation done, assuming that uh, the supply, uh, supply issue doesn't still uh, apply on that side of things. Uh, but you can have the work done and then you actually get that money back once it's completed. So, and it's wrapped into the mortgage itself. So it just kind of gives you a way to, to force the appreciation. I think right now with home values being down slightly, kind of putting that money back into the home when home prices go up, it's just going to, it's just going to, you know, further accelerate the appreciation of that property as well. So something to consider if you're out look shopping with Greg or another realtor uh, and you see a home that looks like it could, you know, great location, near the school you want, backyard's great, et cetera, but it just needs that that one little update. Maybe the basement isn't finished or, uh, you know, there's a few things that you want to update. You can do that. And there's some lenders that'll actually allow you to go up to 100,000 now. So uh, there is a lot of flexibility there. The, I, find, I found that for that program um, the past couple of years, because the market was so busy that not many people took advantage of it. Yeah. Because uh, they were having, there was a lot of people wanting to get in flipping homes or buying as rent, as investments or, or what have you. Uh, but to your point, Paul, I think now with things moving slower, it gives people time to kind of get some quotes, you know, even before an offer or conditional where they can get, you know, kind of assessment of the, uh, of what work can be done. And like you said, up to that hundred grand is you can get quite a significant amount of work done for, 
for a hundred thousand dollars and that's an insured program. Um, so yeah, I think it's a very good, very good point, Paul. Yeah. And I mean, I think for the next, the next few months, I think there's going to be a big increase in sales. Um, I, and I know, you know we've said this before, it's kind of looking like a real typical fall market. You know, I think it'll dip down again around Christmas time, but based on what I've seen here, you know, I think the next, couple of like October, November, I think are going to be going to be great. Good times to buy and, and good for, you know, like you're saying, like we always say, buy, buy a home that you're going to want to stay in, you know, take the time, look around. I mean, there's so much to choose from now. I went on a showings uh, last week with um, someone from the show, ironically, another, another listener who we're working with Paul and I, um, yeah, but we went out, you know, we went out and saw three and, and and honestly, I couldn't, they were all great. All three properties were great. They were all priced very well. And I was, I was kind of shocked. I'm like, wow, I'm like, why is this home not selling? Like, what is, what's happening here? Mm-hmm. But I think, I think there's a lot of those that are all of a sudden they're just going to start dropping soon. Yeah. I think you're going to get a buyer in there that, that has that same idea. Like why, I mean, that's why when I bought my most recent home was I walked in and I couldn't believe that it was still listed it's like how is this this price but i know but it's because there's there's no sense of urgency anymore right mm. and w- which is fair but i think there's a lot of homes on the market now that are going to go overlooked and they're going to get missed by somebody who really would have been a good fit for that house just because of the lack of urgency uh which is fine obviously you always find something else right it's it's the right house for you when you find that house i think there's but- some concern as well um from people i've been speaking with uh the past week especially that you know people are worried about whether what what rate changes are going to be next month you know the next bank of canada announcement you know are they done raising rates you know i think i had about five conversations this past week with people about you know what they might do what the economy looks like and them you know either wanting to switch from their variable to fix right now because they're worried about that you know impending rate change or that they're on the sidelines as buyers you know, waiting to see what's happening, which is going to affect their qualifying if they go up. But I think it's that uncertainty of whether the bank can is done for the year on raising rates or whether they're going to, you know, increase again, um, you know, come October. So I think, I think it's a combination, certainly a combination of those, but um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I, I, if, if the bank of Canada has this you know, strong announcement in October around, you know, and they don't increase and they say that they, you know, they they like the way that inflation is trending of going down, and you know, and they're not going to make any changes this time. I think that'll add um, a lot of uh, uh, put a lot of people back in the housing market um, that were maybe on the sidelines and fearful of you know what might happen. Right? But we'll see. It's such a it's such a funny emotional business that we're in. <laughs> it's yeah. like. It's like, what do you do? You know, what do you, what do you do? And you know, it's the headlines are big. The headlines are big and it gets confusing. Yeah. I mean, it's like going back, like I was looking at it this past week of the, of the, um, of bank prime, you know, people talk, talking about, well, how, how much further is it going to go? Are they going to continue increasing what's going on? You know, and we're at, um, you know, five, four, five. Um, You know, when you look at the, historical back to like even to 2004 and before 
we're, you know, you, you really do see it, it's cyclical as far as prime. So I think people don't really realize that we have been this high and within the last 10 years and it dipped back down. And when you look at that historical trend, all you can really do is, is look at history and because history and the financial markets tends to repeat itself and be very cyclical. Um, but looking at that, you know, kind of roller coaster, you realize that it's, it's up right now. But again, like we've said, buy the house that you want to live in that's for you and your family and not based on the rate right now and have that flexibility built yeah. into what you're choosing because history has shown that it will, that it's, the market will stabilize. Uh, or there'll be something and, you know, something will happen in the market that they will drop. That's a recession. Um, you know, and that typically is every, you know, every 10 years, there's been a slight recession that is, you know, drop rates or, you know, the 2008 crisis, COVID, like there's all these other additionals built in that, that happen to affect it. But, um, you know, really it's, it's very interesting. If you go back and you kind of just look at all those rate changes and, and the historical, um, before kind of jumping to the conclusion of like, this is historically high, the rate at which they're increasing and how quickly is abnormal, but where we are as far as prime is not. So we, yeah. we, we were talking about making bulleted predictions. So September 27th, 2022, when this comes out, where do you guys see home values and rates in 12 months time? Oof. So I, I think I think by the end of 2022, year-over-year uh, -year prices will be up over 2021, and I think they'll be up by anywhere from five to eight percent. Um, still, I think the end of the year, my guess is that the market will pick up as far as sales um, and drive that. I think there will be likely one more small rate hike um, from the Bank of Canada but then stabilize. And then in 2023, we'll see the rates come back down because we will hit a recession, a slight recession, and that that will force Bank of Canada to, to drop, which will then spark the market back up. Um, so, and that's, and that's why you predict that the prices will be up because of that drop in rates. I think, I think just like for me, for me, my feeling is that the confidence in the market when the back end will do either no increase or a very slight one in the neighborhood of like a quarter to a half percent, but then signal that they're good for the rest of the year and they like the way that inflation's trending of trending down and, and all those uh, identifiers. And that will put put faith in the or you know trust and confidence in the home buyers that there won't be any further increases and, and that will push buyers back. I think I think to me the the real thing that uh, from people that I speak to is just not knowing where rates are going or being afraid that they're going up um, and they're sitting on the sidelines because of that, because of just not knowing that's, that's my, those are my predictions. Mm -hmm. those yeah, are I mean, my, my monthly payment has gone up about 15% in the last three or four months, just with the rate increases, 15 to 20% on a monthly basis. So that's, it's a big increase for, for most families when you're, talking about uh you know we're doing pre-approvals and we're looking at their debt ratios if you increase those payments by 15 percent across the board that uh that adds a lot of monthly obligations for most families so it's uh I, I agree i think exactly what dave said i would say uh this time next year a month a year from today i'm going to assume from where we are now home prices will be up somewhere between six and eight percent i would guess and i think we'll see prime 
probably back down around the four and a half mark. So probably drop 1% from where it is today. So probably go up a bit. And then uh, I would say next year, we'll probably see rates probably mid-year, you know, early spring to mid-year, we'll probably see rates uh, drop back down. So so next spring. So who next knows? spring. Yeah. I'm actually doing the, uh, the percentage math on how much my... And this is us influencing the market for all the for all these because <laughs> we control it. Yeah, this is me just turning the dial a bit. Okay, rates this way, yeah. values that way. We'll just turn the cogs, turn the cogs in the wheel. Oh, good to be back, gentlemen. It's good to be back here. It is. Yes. Almost. Uh, almost thirty. Yeah. No, my payments have changed by over thirty percent. Almost up. Like almost thirty-five percent. Wow. Yeah. yeah. We're all in the same boat, people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, we, we, we also, you know, although, although, of course, we do control the market and uh, we also control how much we pay for our mortgage. We don't have to do what everyone else does, right? Yeah. Yeah. When rates go up, we just we're, keep our payments the same. We don't. <laughs> doesn't we're, not, affect us at we're, all. Not, we're not affected at all either. Yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, Right. Let's boost some moods, shall we? <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, I got four today. I had to come with the fire, especially being off two weeks. I know uh, you guys didn't. Uh, we're gonna, I'm going to have to throw some at you next time I'm not on. But uh, I got four today. First of four. Uh, I just got fired from the orange juice factory. I just couldn't concentrate. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. I like that. Uh, it's early in the week. Uh, so Sunday and Monday are in a fight. Who wins? Sunday, because Monday is a weekday. Ah, weekday. Ah, mm -hmm. uh, the CEO of IKEA has been elected Prime Minister of Sweden. He's currently assembling his cabinet. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah. And last but not least, to the person who stole my MS office license, I will find you. You have my word. I like those. I like those. I, I like, like those. all four of them. I like, I like all four the, of them, actually. Yeah. I like the drums today, too, Stephen. They came yeah. in nice and loud. Yeah, drums are <laughs> drum snare the whole nine. Uh, if you're listening still, thank you. And uh, subscribe. <laughs> Leave a comment, share, review. Uh, shout out to, uh, to our sponsor, North Brew Coffee. If you go to northbrew.ca and uh, use the promo code podcast, you'll get 20% off of your coffee order. And uh, we will be back next week. Every week, Tuesdays, 10 a.m., we'll be here. Sometimes live on Mondays, but mostly Tuesdays at 10 a.m. And uh, gentlemen, have a great week, and uh, see you soon. Cheers. Later. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please remember to like, share, comment, and subscribe, because we'd really like that.